Before we jump into the show, a quick shout out to Green Mountain Dental Group out there in Lakewood. They're a family-owned dentist, and they're the best in the metro area. Schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam right now, and you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. And folks, if you haven't ever had a Sonicare toothbrush, you need to. It's incredible. And as Mason and I talked about yesterday, we're not far off from toothbrush technology coming to a place where it'll tell you exactly where you haven't brushed yet. But we're not quite there yet, but you can get the best toothbrush technology when you go schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group. They're a longtime DNVR partner, so make sure you show them some love. Welcome in to the DNVR Broncos podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Make sure you use that code DNVR20 when you go get your Strava Craft Coffee and start your mornings right. And we're starting our morning right here today because we finally have our guy back, Zach Stevens, back on the podcast. And what a great way to start a Friday. Friends, I'm so happy to be back. And guys, it's been it's been a tough week, but this community, starting with you two, uh, of giving me the support that I need to 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 give um, my my girlfriend's family the support that they need during this week is awesome. And then it goes out to the awesome community that we have. I mean, so many people in the comment section, but then so many people reaching out to me. Ben just tweeting at me what Wednesday, I think, saying, "Hope you're having a great day, Zach." So many people sliding into the DMs. Got to give a shout out to the count for checking in multiple times. It you know we hear it in the comment section quite frequently of, of how supportive this community is. And, uh, you know, it's really cool to, to see that, especially during the tough times when this community is here for you. So thank you to all of you, and thank you to you two. Well, You're we, welcome. Yeah. Thank you for being here today and just always uh, being a great part of this podcast in general and being the person you are. And uh, frankly, Zach, there were a couple of moments the last two podcasts where – I was expecting to hear you say, "Open your eyes." <laughs> in the in the inimitable in the inimitable, pardon me, yeah, tongue twister way that you do, and we missed you, man. Well, I'm happy to be back, and as I shared with you guys right before the podcast, it, it was fate that I was back today, as the little icon on my iPhone told me I had Mace. 75,000 unread emails, so it, it was fitting. We need to talk about this. You have 75,000. I have over 86,000. What is wrong with you sickos? 86,000. A lot of spam. Like one of the yeah. email, the, most of that number comes from one email account, and most of the emails that come in are, you know, are... are I wouldn't say spam, but you know, you've ordered something from a company and then you're on their mailing list and they just send you stuff over and over and over again. And I don't feel like cleaning it, cleaning it out, but I can't delete that email account because that's the one that all the Broncos press releases go to and have gone to mm. for like 
14 years or so. You can just ask them to change it. <laughs> There's like one text away from that. Ask the Broncos to yeah. change. That's the, yeah, that is hey, can you start sending my emails to mace at the dnvr.com? <laughs> yeah, that's an, that is an easy request. And actually, that would be a good spot to uh, send it to because right now that's where I get all my uh, NFL PR emails to as well. Yeah, it's weird. I've like, I think I've mentioned this before, but somehow I, I ended up on some list of media. So now I get like every single press release mm-hmm. from everywhere <laughs> ever. And it's, yeah. it, I really. So you're catching up to me. Um, no, I have currently have 43 unread emails and wow. even that is a little bit uncomfortable <laughs> for me. Like, I just want to go in there right now and click them all. So that it goes down to zero. Here's the incredible thing though. And I probably shouldn't spoil the beans, but I will never be able to use the excuse of, I didn't see the email or I must've missed that email. Cause I, I don't miss emails. Even though I have 75,000 unread, I see every single one. And how do you see it without clicking on it? Because... Because I can't, I, I, I'll just mark it as unread. You purposely mark it as unread? Or sometimes if it, it doesn't really matter. But so I, I don't even know how many emails I have in my inbox right now because it's a lot. So right now, is it like unread, 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 read, unread, unread, unread? Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. So yep. now I understand. Yeah. It's not like 200,000 emails that I have. Majority you- is unread. But but I'm saying the ones that, like, if it comes from Brandon Spano, that one would be red. It would be, yep. I see. So yep. you see mm-hmm. that they come in, you just elect whether or not to exactly. click on them. Exactly, yep. You guys are crazy. <laughs> I, I just, I couldn't live in that world. <laughs> I actually have gotten lazy about it recently. Like, I have um, one thing on my, on like, my banking app. I have, like, 16 notifications. Usually oh, that I could a, be a good thing, right? Yeah. A lot of money coming money in? Money coming in. That's what it normally is. Um I usually, I used to be someone who could not have any red dots on the front of my phone, but I've become lazy in that regard. Um, yeah. I have a few. My phone would drive you insane. Yeah. Well, just seeing the <laughs> 75,000 unread, like, think about that. Think about how many emails that is. <laughs> it's a ton. It's a ton. A lot of things that I don't care about. Well, how about something you do care about? And yes. that is the Denver Broncos offensive line. Um We've kind of reached a stage here where I like the options the Broncos have at the tackle position. Now, I'm not talking about Garrett Bowles and Jake Rogers as the options. I'm talking about there are now, I believe, four different paths you could uh, go down to decide how the Broncos will operate at tackle in week one of the 2020 season. Option one, stay with Garrett Bowles. It's the worst option. It's the one that everyone we talked to at the Combine basically said, if they're rolling with Garrett Bowles at tackle, they're not even trying. Option two would be to sign Jason Peters, 38-year-old veteran, which I don't know how many non-quarterback 38-year-olds there are in the NFL, Mm -hmm. but he's been doing it at a high level for a long time. He has been dealing with some injuries over the past few years, but he is – a franchise left tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles for a long, long time. He's and, he's, hit- and he's played all 16 games in three of the last six seasons, too. Okay. So he's had some injuries, but and actually nine of the games he missed came in one season. So for someone of his age, he's been surprisingly durable. That's an option and an interesting one. Um, and I'll, I think you, you would need to pair that with one other move. Um, Draft. Option three 
is to trade for Trent Williams. The, the news coming down yesterday that the Redskins have given him the green light and him and his agent the green light to pursue a trade partner. And then option four is to go into the draft. And I feel great about the fact that there are four options because really as recently as last week, it felt like there were two. Garrett Bowles or the draft. Now, you would have to um, – well, let's, let's just go through these one by one. And we'll skip Garrett Bowles because we've talked about him at length. <laughs> Option two, Zach, signing Jason Peters. What are your thoughts on that? I like it. Uh, I really like it. And kind of like Mace mentioned, it would be the first domino to fall. But it's, it's better than option one. And so that's why I, I like it. And, of course, this isn't a five-year plan. But it improves your team right now. And I'm okay with that. It's realistically... A two-year plan? I mean, you, you can't count on it longer than two years. You can certainly count on it in the 41-year-old tackle. <laughs> yeah, prob- <laughs> probably not. So I would really like it because it upgrades you immediately. And all you have to do is pay the man. It's not like you have to give anything up. So I like it. Mace? I'd be okay with Trent Williams if the cost was right. We're talking about Jason Peters. Yeah, I know, but I'll get there later. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll get there later. Yes. But I'm thinking of it in general. Jason Peters, because he doesn't cost you any draft pick compensation, because Pat Shermer knows him well, was his OC for three years in Philadelphia, because even though he's 38, he's still playing at a high level. Not what he was five years ago. But he's an upgrade on what you have right now. And I like the idea of Jason Peters paired with, say a third-round offensive tackle. Uh, someone that uh, I watched and liked uh, down at the Senior Bowl uh, was the guy out of UConn, Matt Pert. How do you spell that? P-E-A-R-T. Okay, not Pert. like P-A-R-R-O-T. Right. <laughs> but you'd want him to parrot Jason Peters to learn from him and then to mimic him because in a year or two, Matt Pert would be your starting left tackle. Yep. Having watched Jason Peters. I also like Jason Peters coming in and working next to Dalton Reisner as well, showing him how to be a leader on the offensive line. I think we all agree that Dalton Reisner is a captain in the making and a great way for him to learn how to assume that leadership role is by being around a guy like Jason Peters who's been in a leadership role on the Eagles offensive line for a long time now. I think the caveat here is if you take Jason Peters, you got to pair it. With something else. <laughs> right. I see what you did there. And that excites me because you, what you do here is you get a steady bookend. It's a, there's, a, there's a ticking clock right above his head that's very obvious. Everyone can see it. But you also then give Mike Munchak a ball of clay and say, okay, your goal, you got two years to turn that ball of clay into that statue over there. And he should be able to do that. So that's, ex- that's exciting to me. That is a move that if they do it, I can praise it. And Garrett Bowles it becomes an afterthought at that point. Um, and You're trying to trade him to a team that would give you a day three pick. Why would you do that? Why, uh, if you've got a- to give him a fresh start. Yeah. He's cheap, though. I, exactly. You have a cheap tackle with lots of starting experience in the NFL. He's not great. But as a backup, 
that's something that you would covet. How's he going to handle being a backup, though, when he was a starter for three years? That's the thing I'm concerned about. I'm not too worried, though, because if he's a bad backup, well, you, you can still cut him at any moment, or you just let him be a backup uh, behind Jason Peters this year, and then he moves on. I mean, are you really, like, just on principle, I don't want to trade away a first-round pick for a sixth-round pick. <laughs> so you'd rather let him walk in a year for nothing? Yes. That's well, I'd rather him be depth for this year. Try him a guard. If you want, but your draft pick can be guard. Maybe this is a decision. Put you're him making. on the outlaws. Maybe the, maybe this is a decision <laughs> you're making on draft day because you say, okay, we're going to go in and we've, we've signed Jason Peters. We don't know if we're going to get a tackle, but then in round three, the board falls. We're okay. You get uh, a Matt Parrott or maybe Prince Tegan Wanogu out of Auburn falls and you pick him in round three. Either way, you're getting your left tackle of the future. At that point, then. You start picking up the phone and say, hey, uh, we know you like Garrett Bowles back in 2017. A six-round pick for Garrett Bowles, and uh, we'll be good. You know what then, I really— Then your backup is your rookie, who you want to play at some point anyway. Sure, and you know what I like about having a third-round guy be your future is if he doesn't work out, okay, that's fine. It was one of your three third-round picks— you then go use a first-round pick next year or in two years to get that guy. It doesn't matter because sure. you had the starter that was there. Guys, do you know how much Jason Peters cost the Eagles last year? He was on a one-year contract. I'm sure it was just a, a redo contract that they did. Do you know what that one-year deal was? I don't. Tell me. Blows my mind. $6 million. Oh, my God. $6 million. Now, he had a cap hit of 8.6. Okay. Even then. But, I mean, maybe it was a hometown discount to be with the Eagles and stay with them. But if that's anything around what the Broncos I, – I don't know if I'm crazy. I'm paying them $10 million. Easy? A number I floated yesterday was you give them a two-year $17 million contract, but effectively only the first year is guaranteed. You're saying $9 million guaranteed. Okay. So $8.5 per year – the first year is guaranteed. The second year, you're only guaranteeing, say, 500K. Okay. And I've, then if he's up up to it and he's playing well and he wants to come back, boom, you're happily having him on your roster for 2021. I love that deal. Ryan, would you take that? Two years, 17 mil, half of it guaranteed. I would. Um, he finished last season. Obviously, he's on the downslope of his career. He finished last season with an 82.4 PFF grade, which – is very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, his downslope is still an above average level for tackles and frankly with Jason Peters, this is somebody you're talking about who it's sort of like the last year or two of Gary Zimmerman. This is somebody who's going to be in the Hall of Fame conversation right in several years. But we also have to have this conversation, which is he had 10 penalties, which is tied for 13th in the league, which feels like a great upgrade from first where uh, Garrett Bowles likes to hang out, but how many of them were holdings? Uh, I don't have that directly in front of me. Maybe you can pull that up. And then he allowed three sacks, which isn't a bad number at all. That's tied for 47th, so that's in the the upper echelon uh, of tackles. But the penalties are are. It's it, by the way, one holding penalty last year. Oh my god! So he nine had false starts. He had one, two, three, four, five, six false starts. One illegal block above the waist, and then two times where he was illegally downfield on a slow-developing play. Give it to me. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll still <laughs> definitely take that. The false starts are concerning because to me that tells me he knows he's lost a step. He's trying to get a little bit of a head start. Uh, but they're not as damaging as the holds. They are not. Not not even close. Right. Uh, but we know the Broncos, at least in the past, you put them at first and 15, they're not getting, they're not getting the first down. Uh, hopefully J- this offense Pe- is different this year. Jason Peters has three holding penalties in the last two years. Oh, my God. Garrett Bowles had four in one game. <laughs> that is insane. So sign me up. Okay, yeah. so Jason Peters is going to say, Jason Peters is going to say, okay, Two years, seventeen million. Especially what you guys have at left tackle. No, no, no. I'm looking for. Well, this is the Pat Shermer thing, though, because he did play three years for Pat Shermer. He knows him. What they, I'm not sure they you're know each get other a well. Pat Shermer discount, though. I don't think that that exists out there. It's a familiar situation for him. So let's say Jason so if Peters he leave, comes back, he though. he leaves Philadelphia in this case, but he doesn't have to go start from zero with a new offensive coordinator. And certainly, I think Pat would lean on Jason Peters to kind of, you know, to help things out in the locker room as well. I think it would be a symbiotic relationship. And I'm, I'm sure Jason Peters' agent would say that to the Broncos as well, that he's going to help Pat Shermer more than Pat Shermer is going to help him. I'm giving him a raise with the contract I'm proposing. Okay, okay. But what, what I'm saying is I think we all accepted that offer pretty, pretty easily. So maybe a little too good to be true, especially on the open market. Let's say his agent comes back and says two years, twenty-four million, twelve guaranteed. Are you doing it? Yep. Yes. I'm doing. Sign it. me up. And, 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 <laughs> in heartbeat. And in fact, what I originally wanted to say was two years, twenty-four million, fourteen guaranteed. So pretty much, first year is fourteen million. The next year is ten million. What does this offense lack right now? In addition to consistency at left tackle, what does it lack in that huddle? Leadership, old experience, experience leadership, yeah. veteran. So I mean, he the, the, checks a lot of boxes for you he's and gives twice you twice the age of Drew yeah. Locke. He That's gives insane. you a lot that you don't have right now in that huddle. I honestly, after looking at the numbers, hearing what you said about holding penalties, <laughs> um, NFLpenalties.com, by the way, great resource for this. Uh, it's a no brainer for yeah. me. The weird thing is he would be the oldest person in the locker room by, like, <laughs> what, six years? Especially on the offense. Because it was Joe Flacco, so he's out. Joe Flacco was 34. I need somebody I can relate to in that locker room, guys. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> Who else is old on the team? Von Miller has just entered his 30s. Emmanuel was old. Kareem yep, Jackson on. is in his 30s. He's going into Jackson's, his 11th so this, season. I'm pretty what sure about the, on offense? Oh, the oldest player on offense was Ron Leary. Gone. He gone. So currently the oldest Juwan James? player on offense is Juwan yeah. James. Joe Flacco. No, he's uh, gone. gone. Well, no, he's <laughs> currently. At, he, he he's gone. still on the roster. <laughs> no, nope, he's right up there on the surface of the sun. Um, Devontae Booker, which he, he gone. will be gone. Yep. So, yeah. I Jeff Hireman? He is the higher man wild. when it comes to age. Oh, Bring wow. in Paul Richardson. He becomes one of the elder statesmen. Right. So – you could use a little bit of age in there, although that would literally be like, remember when they used to call the Rockies Todd and the Toddlers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It would be. Uh, Trent and the Toddlers. Or no. Peter. J- Jason, I, and the, Jason and the Peters. Like, <laughs> little guys. Little. Jason and the Juniors. Oh, yes. Mm. Jason and the Peter Parkers. Jason and the Juniors. That's it. That's, that's it. Or Peters and the Peons. That's kind of a bad. Oh, that's uh, mean. That's a, that's a bad connotation. I don't. I like Jason and the Juniors. Jason and the Juniors. <laughs> I'm in on it. Uh, it seems. 
I think we haven't even gotten to the rest, but I think I'm going to end up coming back to this as my favorite situation. Mm. Let's go on, though. Yes. Uh, in the interest of talking about all these and giving them ample time. Trent Williams. How old is Trent Williams? Do you guys have his age in front of you? He will be 32 at the start of training camp. He's 31 right now. His birthday is in July. Interestingly enough, still would be one of the oldest players on the roster. <laughs> yep. Um, but significantly younger than Jason Peters. A lot of good football left in him, we assume. Obviously, things went awry with the Redskins, and even with a new coaching regime in there, he still seems unhappy. I know that he met with Ron Rivera. It still seems like that's not that relationship is not going to work. So it's like a I trust. Said, it's a trust thing with the organization as well because of the medical staff in part. And right, Adam Schefter reports yesterday that he's been given the green light to seek a trade. So the Broncos would have to trade for Trent Williams. Who, whose upside is what? All pro? Yeah, the best tackle in the league. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to trade. You're going to have to pay, although I think you do get a discount on the trade because he's forcing his way out. That's how it always works. But count on the other side of that coin would be if there's enough people that want him, well, then the, the trade price goes right back to what it should be. Right. And this isn't a guy like Jason Peters where you're getting a two-year deal, maybe a tiny bit on the affordable side for Jason Peters. No. Uh, right now, Trent Williams has one year left on his deal, $14.5 million cap hit. When you trade for him, you're also giving him a five-year deal, max value contract. So what are we talking, 15 a year? Even more than that since he's scheduled for a $14.5 million cap hit? Even though he's in his 30s, he'd probably be able to demand that. Look at uh, what Andrew Whitworth got uh, going into his uh, mid-30s with the Rams a couple of years back. And we're talking about Jason Peters. So Trent Williams would go into a negotiation saying, Look at these other offensive tackles who flourished well into their mid to late 30s. So we talking 16 mil? I'd say probably 15 mil is reasonable okay. 15, for Trent. Five Lund. years, 50 mil. And you, need, mil. and you need to do it. Otherwise, you're maybe overpaying for a rental here. Now, yeah. the fact that a team could re-sign him is why the price could creep into that second round range in terms of draft compensation, even though... Washington doesn't have a lot of leverage here. What leverage they do have would come from if there are multiple teams inquiring about Trent Williams. And for me, in this year's draft, the second-round pick is just a little bit too rich, especially if I don't have 100% assurance that I'm going to have him beyond this year. If you can get him in for a three, I think that's great. I think a two is too high, and at least the, the... Bronco fans who voted on the poll I put out on Twitter Thursday tend to agree, a majority of them saying a third-round pick or a day-three pick for Trent Williams. Well, a two is not too high, but it's not something that you love doing. I'd rather have Jason Peters for nothing but the con- the cost of the contract. Well, really quick, with Trent Williams, if you trade for him, you he's signing the extension when he's flying to Denver. I mean, right, th- th- right. This, this, is, this is something, a sign-and-trade. You're not trading for him and then working out a deal. You do that before you even trade don't for him. Forget, so you're not worried about losing him after and, this And year. don't forget with Trent Williams, he obviously missed the entire season, but he missed a season's worth of games over the previous five years, and he hasn't played a full 16-game season since 2013, whereas Jason Peters has played full 16-game seasons three times do you guys- in that span. So even though Jason Peters is older, he actually has fewer 
injury and health concerns than Trent Williams does. Do you guys know how many sacks Trent Williams gave up in 2017 and 2018 combined? Two. One? One. <laughs> One sack in 2017 and 2018 combined. That is 792. Half a sack per season. That's over uh, 1,300 snaps. He also, he also had seven holding penalties in his last season in 2018. Yes. In 2018, he had 12 penalties, which was fifth. Still better than first. Um, <laughs> but that's a little concerning. Sure. Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't ignore that. And I, I don't remember what his 2018 season was like. Maybe it had something to do with his health. He wasn't healthy. He's grabbing to right. hold on. So, Mace, like you said, yeah, I'd rather give up a third for him than a second. Um, are you giving up a first, Ryan? No. Are you giving up a first, Mace? Hell no. I'm not giving up a first either. Ryan, are you giving up the Broncos' second-round pick? They say they, The Redskins say this is the final offer. You guys are offering a better second-round pick than this other team. Uh, so if you say yes, it's a, he's all yours. Yep. Mace? Absolutely not. Oh, ab- and absolutely for me. I'm doing it. Uh, just think of it this way. If the Broncos drafted an all-pro tackle with their second-round pick, and I said, and you got to pay him $15 million a year, would you take it? Absolutely. Yes. I would. And, and even if it's only for five years. Yes, exactly. But I think those five years are going to be good five years because maybe you give him a two-year extension at the end and he's kind of bad those two years. But I think you get a good five years. I'm just concerned about the health with Trent Williams. It's not whether he's good enough. I'm concerned. I'm concerned about the health. Well, and that that's something that you you can't ignore because you're right, Mace. You got to count on him missing two games uh, every season, two to three games every th- season. He missed three games in 2018. He missed six games in 2017. He missed four games in 2016. Yeah, you, you got to plan on that. I, I'm, yep. I'm not even. I'm throwing out last year because there were non-football health circumstances involved with that. Yeah. I am too. I'm discounting that, but the rest of it, I'm the trend. It concerns me with Trent Williams. Mm-hmm. Trend, Trent. Pardon the pun. Yeah, but you should operate under the assumption that you're going to lose every player for four games. Like you have to live in a world where you are prepared to lose any player on the roster for four games and be able to sustain that. But you're also living in a world where you were burnt by the injury histories of Bryce Callahan and Jawan James this past year. Totally. And, again, I mean, you already dug, you dug your grave on uh, Jawan James. You knew exactly what you were getting into. This is a little bit different. This I'm, is... I'm not touching the stove here. That's just me. All right. To me, if the Broncos got Trent Williams with their second-round pick and there was some sna- there was some loophole that he found – where he was able to um, get $15 million a year as a second-round draft pick, I would still (laughs) do it. Because you knew he was good. Right. I would still do the deal. Yep. And Um, then the last option, drafting. Right. And so this is highest ceiling, lowest floor. If you hit on a first-round draft pick, a tackle in the middle of the round, you are going to get five years of a very cheap, extremely valuable player. And if you pair that with now three years of Drew Locke, extremely cheap, Super Bowl window all over it. You have the two most expensive positions in football covered, or two of the four covered cheap. If you hit on those two, I mean, you're doing backflips. But you have a very big chance of missing. And then not only did you not fill the hole – but now 
you don't have a left tackle. Garrett Bowles 2.0. Garrett Bowles was the first tackle taken in what everyone knew was a very weak left tackle and offensive tackle class, but he was he was taken at 20. Right now, drafting one at 15, that's not like that much better. That's not guaranteeing that you're getting that much better of a player at all. And we see how much drafting a left tackle, counting on him as the future in the first round, and him not working out, how much that hurts a team. So are you going to go right back to that for another three or four years? Boy, that, especially when we're talking about these proven commodities that you know are at least going to be very good, good, uh, That's it's hard to swallow right now. And, and we're talking about Trent Williams costing you a second-round pick. Well, now let's say the Broncos draft wide receiver in the first and then draft their starting left tackle in the second. That's just even more of a gamble right there. But, Ryan, like you said, cost-controlled left tackle. If he's a stud, not only do you get him cost-controlled, but then you're happy to pay him $18 million a year four years from now to be your guy for a second contract and then maybe even give him another contract after that so instead of uh jason peters we're talking two years or trent williams we're talking five good years left you're talking at least 10 years left with or not left but with this guy you hope the injury history on him tells me wait i'm just talking i'm just talking any first round tackle yeah any first round tackle sorry yeah I was reading something from Will Parks. Will Parks is right now answering questions from fans on Twitter. Yes, he is. It's his version of a Reddit AMA. (laughs) Why don't you answer questions from Zach? (laughs) Yes, sorry. I got a little distracted reading about Will Parks. Yeah, a first round is – that's ideal. Like, if you find the guy, but it's got to be the right guy. The Broncos tried that with Garrett Bowles. It wasn't the right guy. Um, I want to have this year covered and covered well. This is a playoff team, potentially. I don't want left tackle screwing it up. So, And I like Munchak's ability to develop a left tackle of the future. He did it with Villanueva in Pittsburgh. That was a, a, a lump of clay that he transformed into one of the best left tackles in football. So here's my rankings. Plan D, roll of Garrett Bowles. That's my plan D as well. <laughs> plan D minus. <laughs> Plan C, draft a tackle. Plan B, this is where it gets tricky for me. Plan B is Trent Williams if you have to trade a second for him. And in that case, plan A is signed Jason Peters. If you only have to trade a third for Trent Williams, that becomes my plan A. Mm. So it's just a, the value right there is what flip-flops it. You've got three third-round picks. You're essentially getting him for free, in my opinion, and the contract. How, how much do you guys miss the fourth-round pick that the Broncos traded earlier this week? What fourth-round pick? <laughs> exactly. How much would you miss uh, in two minutes if in one minute from now the Broncos traded one of their third-round third picks? Honestly, if they traded two third-round yeah. picks for Trent Williams, I'm still cool with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it as well. I'd miss two of them. I, one for Trent Williams, that's an acceptable cost. <laughs> third and a fourth? About third and a fifth. <laughs> always trying to always. haggle. <laughs> always ending up with no player at all because you didn't want to do the <laughs> yeah. deal. So, Ryan, I'm close I, to I'm you. I'm fighting for the best deal for me. Right, but sometimes that means no deal at all. 
I like Jason Peters coming into this conversation. I liked it. That's how I started off by saying it. Jason Peters actually gives you leverage after because you can say, "Well, we'll you know we'll just walk away. We don't have to make this deal. We can go get Pat Shermer's BFF, Jason Peters, to come rejoin him." <laughs> well, you, you could, but um, after this conversation, I love Jason Peters. I still love Trent Williams though, and what separates it for me and just gives it that little edge, even for a second round pick, is I'm sick of of struggles on the offensive line, especially at left tackle. And if I can get a five year window locked down, don't have to worry about it with Trent Williams. Of course, you got to worry every couple games, every year about it, which isn't great, but. For the most part, I walk into every season the next five years knowing my left tackle to protect Drew Locke. That's what gives me the edge right there. It's second-round pick. I'm fine with that. $15 million a year, I'm fine with that because now I don't have a headache anymore. I love Jason Peters as well, though. You don't have to give up a second-round pick. I love the ability of Mike Munchak to get a guy and groom him the next two years. Saying all of that, my third option is draft a tackle. I don't feel comfortable with it when I take a step back, but looking close and trusting Mike Munchak, I like that a lot more than I have the past five years with the Broncos. Either way, option A or B excite me. And one thing you should also add about Trent Williams, you say you know who you have at tackle. You also know no matter who's on the other side, they aren't getting to the quarterback. Yeah. Like, that's a fact. It doesn't matter. It can be... Uh, who's the Chiefs? Frank Clark. It can be uh, J.J. Watt. It could be Von Miller. It doesn't matter who's on the other side. They are not sacking the quarterback in that game. They're not touching Drew. And that, <laughs> you got to place a lot of value on that. But then, of course, if he's injured, all bets are off. Um, to me, either one, I'm going to be really happy. If you have to go play and see which was plan A just a week ago, yep. I, I all of a sudden feel unsure. Well, I think the thing with Jason Peters is he's a combo of a plan A and a plan C because you can get your guy for the future, but you can wait until round three to get him. I'm going to – I'll probably – I talked up Matt Peart a little bit back in uh, January, the senior boy. I know Andre Simone and I talked about him. If the Broncos go and get Jason Peters, I'm really going to be talking about Matt Peart a lot because he fits the bill of somebody who could be ready in a pinch but also can be a long-term left tackle, very smart, a lot of athleticism to him. The big question for him is making that level jump from the American Athletic Conference all the way to the NFL. So you be, that's why kind of part of why you want to give him some time but if you told me tomorrow that the Broncos at left tackle had Jason Peters and Matt and Matt Parrott, I'd be ecstatic. That's like a best for me. That's a best case scenario. So that's your plan A. That's my plan A. And my my plan A is Trent Williams and using any of those third round picks to get a tackle because you're going to need someone to fill in for him. But then also, if that guy works out. See you, Juwan James, after this year, next year, whenever you're comfortable, then there's your right tackle. Could the trade for Trent Williams involve Garrett Bowles and less draft capital? Maybe they need a ta- They're going to need a tackle. Maybe instead of a two, it's a three in Bowles. 
Well, I think it would more so be a two Garrett Bowles for Trent Williams and a sixth. Like, I think mm. you would just get your sixth back from them. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, then I want to hold on to Garrett Bowles at that point, honestly. Uh, I, you want to hold on to Bowles? <laughs> I see what you did there. By the way, uh, that Washington fan base, it's not a happy fan base for obvious reasons. If Garrett Bowles had the spate of holding penalties in Washington like he did here, there won't be as many people to boo at him, though. I know, <laughs> but they would eat him alive. That poor kid. He's, I would, ac- I would actually feel sorry. He's already been eaten alive. I would actually feel sorry for him in D.C. I if don't, the holding penalties no continue, way it would be worse than it is here. No, and here's here's the thing about both of those plans: Plan A and Plan B for all of us is that's a win now move. That's a John Elway type of move. I also love the. But what about idea. winning from now on? This is that's what now. Elway wants to win from now on, not well, just to win start, now. To win from now on, you still have to win now. And to me, the win from now on move is Jason Peters paired with your future left tackle. I think that's the win Williams. from right in terms of looking for the because next five years you don't have to worry about it if he stays healthy. I just don't think he's going to stay healthy. He'll be there more than not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Which is more than you could say for Menelik Watson, but not much more. That's true. More than you can say. Well, I guess that's the only thing you can say about Garrett Bowles, right? Is that he's there. He's there always. He's there always. Like a friend that you don't know why they're still friends (laughs) with you. But they always show up at the party. They'll be there. (laughs) Um, Okay. Real quick, one more thing that I would really love about uh, Trent Williams. Wait, is Jason Peters eligible to be signed right now? Or do you have to wait? No, you're waiting for the start of the league year. It's just that they're not going to re-sign him. Okay, um, so they didn't cut him. No. Right, okay. Um, one thing I also love about Trent Williams, you get that deal done today. Yep. I love that. See, that makes no difference to me. What do you mean? You now have your two, two of your biggest holes on the roster are filled before anyone else has even made a move. Do you have to fill it today and make a move that, could, that may not be the best move? Are you playing on Sunday? Here's the thing. I think it's the best move. So if John yeah. agrees that it's that it's plan A, then yeah, I would. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? One week before you free agency just starts, just rolled the dice on an injury plague tackle at right side, and it came up, it came up ta- snake eyes. But why are we doing actually, this again? But Mace, he, here's the thing with that is with Juwan James, he kind of was what you expected. It, you expected if you were smart. You expected him to miss a majority Every of last season. season. Yeah. Now this year, you expect him to be there with Jason. Or if you trade for Trent Williams, I—that's my plan A. But I'm saying I expect every couple, or, or he's going to miss a few games every couple, or a few games every season. And if he's going to miss four games a year, I'm not giving a second round pick for him. Nor am I giving him a fifteen million dollar a year contract. Let somebody else. Waste that money that Mace, way. I'm, I'm not, not I'm doing not, it. I'm not saying you're wrong for feeling that right. way. I've just been burned for so long on the offensive line. And, and I've left been tackle. burned I'm with okay injured with guys. That. And I'm looking at what the Broncos have dealt with. Menelik Watson, Jawan James, Bryce Callahan. No more huge financial gambles on guys that are massive injury risks that have long injury histories. I'm done with that. And that's why Trent Williams is not my first choice. Somehow like I'm, I'm literally watching you just dig every minute. This conversation goes on. Somehow your heels get deeper into the mud. I think Garrett Bowles is going to be number two or number three above Trent Williams soon. No, (laughs) because I've had enough. 
I've had enough of watching the holding penalty. But, I mean, I hey, don't want to hear small holding. financial investment always available. This sounds like your kind of guy. <laughs> I, I plan A. Yeah, well, the best ability is the availability, right? But uh, when the only praise that can be given to you at the postseason press conference by the general manager and the head coach is that you're always there, that at least you're suiting up. That says it all. It's not like they can talk about his progress as a player. It's, well, he's always there. You know what's always there for me? Breckenridge Brew. <laughs> I think we're going to need a Breck Brew after this conversation. <laughs> it's a good one. I mean, it is Friday. By the time we're done with this podcast, it'll be Friday afternoon. Mm, That'll true. be time for a Breck Brew. And I think I might head down to the Blake Street Tavern today to grab a Breck Brew. Maybe um, that little combination beer that, that the bartender made me one time, Strawberry Sky, Ooh. mixed with an IPA. Sounds crazy, but you got to try it before you uh, you knock it. You could do Hot Peak, Strawberry Sky, whatever it is. Make sure you check it out. And then after you leave the Blake Street Tavern full of Breck beers, well, you just pop open your app, look on In We Go, and see what's going on in downtown tonight. And I promise you, you will find something fun going on in downtown tonight that with your In We Go app, you can go to for no additional cost than your membership. And... Make it even better when you talk about costs. If you use the code DNVR, your first month is free. So you've just gone, Blake Street Tavern, fold, filled yourself up with beers, and now maybe you're going to a concert or a comedy show or a Nuggets or Avs game downtown for free because you signed up using the code DNVR. So there's really no reason to not try out In We Go right now and see if you like it. I signed up about two, and a, two summers ago, and I've never stopped because I think it's one of the best – kept secrets around well we're letting the secret out so make sure you get in on in we go guys in we go you're probably thinking sounds too good to be true it it is it 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 sounds too good to be true but it's true it's true and we wouldn't lie to you you guys know that breck beer is delicious and in we go is the truth so use that code dnvr and so many nugs and abs games on there right now so make sure that you get them down for the for the stretch run right now yeah, it's pretty crazy that they added more games as the games get more important. So, uh, I, I, you know, we talk a lot about a bunch of different stuff on here. I, this one, I will put my, my name on the line here. You will like In We Go. Yep. All right, let's jump into the questions. Who's got the first one? No one. I can, I can <laughs> key it up here. I've, I've got it I've actually I've actually got it open here. So, as soon as I scroll back up, we have a... 28 comments right now, and it looks like we're starting first with the count. Gents, I know that my outlook can sometimes border on being sepulchral, but I am real. But I really am a count that takes great joy in life's little foibles. I am bored by almost nothing, and I find that even the tiniest, tiniest of minutia can really light my grill. What is something that you really enjoy that either nobody knows about or that would surprise even your closest of compadres? Love the count. Something I really enjoy... That nobody that would surprise even my closest of compadres. I'm a pretty open book. Even on this podcast, I'm a pretty open book. So I mean, like some people might say, The Bachelor would be their hidden secret yep. that they enjoy. Yep. But I let all my secrets out. That's a One, guilty pleasure more than a hidden secret. It's, aren't those I'd the say, same thing? <laughs> right, right. I'd say a lot of people, a lot of males, would hide that. Yes. I still believe some of the people that tweeted us saying they don't like The Bachelor <laughs> secretly watch it every Monday night. That's our cover-up? Yep. 
Um, they hate watch it, maybe. I guess one thing I haven't talked a lot about on this podcast that I truly enjoy is playing music. Um, I play a little bit of guitar, sing, do that sort of stuff. Um, I don't do it nearly as much as I used to and would wish I did. But yeah, I've got a couple guitars on the wall. So whenever I get a moment, grab it, strum it. Yep. That gives me Those enjoyment. are beauties. One of them looks Thank like you. a ukulele. It's kind of small. That is a gitalele. Okay. It is a hybrid between a guitar and a ukulele. The cool thing about it is it has that higher pitch sound that a ukulele does, mm-hmm. but you play it like a guitar, so you don't have to learn how to play a new instrument. And it's six strings, right? Not four strings like a ukulele? Yeah. The, the catch, actually, or the, the secret there is that it's essentially, you know what a capo is? No. A capo is like that little bracket that bars the guitar at a certain length. Okay. Um, so it's essentially just a guitar with a capo on the fifth fret but mm, it, lo- okay. it looks and sounds like a guitar uh, uh ukulele so okay. bigger than a ukulele though uh slightly little yeah and more strings bit. it has six yep. strings whereas a ukulele only has four yep so zach what's your hidden talent? i don't know or uh, i feel like it's come up a little bit but just how much i love ice cream <laughs> and how much i eat ice cream and uh, was talking with a friend who knows me pretty well recently, and he didn't have any ideas. So maybe it's something that you guys don't know. Uh, I would have a bowl of ice cream every single night when I was a kid, wow. all the way through high school, college, probably four or five times a week. Not, I'm, I've tapered it down to maybe three or four times a week. It shows in your finger. <laughs> <laughs> How do you eat ice cream, cream every day? You must have the greatest <laughs> metabolism in the world. I do. I'm, I'm thankful That's for incredible. my metabolism. Wow. <laughs> I would eat ice cream every day if I could, for sure. I love ice cream a lot as well. In fact, I love ice cream so much that other desserts don't even really do it for me anymore. Like As I've grown older... My love for ice cream has become so strong that even like a cookie after dinner, I'm like, ah, why isn't this cold and creamy? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I told. That's why ice cream cakes, my go-to cake. Mm, makes sense. Oh. You know? Yeah. The, I just want a, a slice of cake with some ice cream. That's fair. The that's puzzle fair. The puzzle pieces are falling into place now with you <laughs> on this ice cream cake thing. Gosh. I think there's something about like, I don't know. Maybe I should just try like sucking on an ice cube while I'm on. <laughs> There's something about having something that's cold yeah. after you've had like a big hearty meal. The mm-hmm. late Bill Guthrie, who replaced Dean Smith as a North Carolina basketball coach back in the late 90s, used to chew on ice cubes during the game. You, oh. you, you see, you, you see, Sounds you like see him up close. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you see him kind of just gnawing, gnawing. What did George Carl do? He ate like candies. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't know, like, what, the, but he always had like a little bowl of them. <laughs> Chewing yeah. on ice cubes, like they, every dentist tells you, don't do that. Yeah, it would make it sense. Tears up your teeth, basically. You know the best ice though, the ones that are kind of those little look oh. like droppings, and the, <laughs> they're not you're really as making hard. that sound appealing. <laughs> but the it's ones the best Sonic. ice. Yes. The ones yes. Oh, the Sonic And those ice. aren't as hard on your teeth. No, they crunch yeah. easily, yes. especially when you finish the drink and it kind of. Yep. They've been used. Yep. <laughs> used droppings. Love oh, my God. On used on. droppings. Oh, oh, boy. Mace, what's your uh, guilty pleasure or secret? Oh, no, secret man. Secret pleasure sounds weird. I probably lose about 90 minutes a day just reading. Wow. That's like a, a flex. <laughs> yes. No, I that mean, was a secret. It's like smart. no. Yeah, it's like uh, uh, the uh, 
job interviewer, what's your worst quality? Uh, I just work too hard. <laughs> and what it is, it's sometimes it, it basically I'll get distracted because I'll be writing something and then some news, like some news will break and I'll find myself reading some like CDs right now, reading like old CDC reports on pandemics that I can find online. Or like, I mean, I, I take my Kindle with me everywhere i've always got like 10 books on it and sometimes just to kind of either pass the time or just uh, because okay i need to just take a little break here i'll just read for like 10 or 15 minutes and so at, at minimum every day it adds up about 90 minutes i spend just reading and it's stuff that has nothing to do with sports it's usually history politics science an old biography a work of fiction I've always got some reading on the go. And part of it is the, it's the old habit of saying that a lot of good writers are good readers. The life of a genius. <laughs> I don't know yes. about that. Guilty pleasure is reading. We don't, we don't know anything you just said, Mace. We don't connect with that. I, my, I, speaking of things that we're guilty about, I am guilty about how much I dislike reading. <laughs> I don't, I, I, it doesn't bring me enjoyment. This may be why another guilty, I don't know if it's guilty pleasure, but... I DVR Jeopardy most days if I can't watch it when it comes on. I shouldn't say that. And I, I play and I play along with it and my daughter keeps reminding me that I need to try out and go on Jeopardy at some point. You Definitely absolutely should. Do. I I shouldn't say I don't like reading. I don't like reading books. I like reading stories and articles and those sort of things. I but like something about just the density of a book really turns me off. The kind like of the, the kind of thing that as they used to say about People magazine, a story that you could read in the average crap yeah. Sure. Yeah. I don't like reading books so much that I listen to books. Uh, see, uh, maybe I need to get into that. I love it. And I love that. See, I, I find that I can read faster than I can listen. You definitely can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and, for sure. And, um, and I think part of it is also I'm not a – I wouldn't call myself a speed reader, but I can read fast. See, I don't think I could do the books on tape thing. My, my mind wanders too much. You got to get the right ones. Because it's true. Because like, the right podcast will keep me in. Right. But the wrong mm. podcast, I'm gone. Yep. Yep. Fair. All right. From Mets Bronco. Hey, guys. One football question and one non today. Been seeing a few. Mo- Whoa. Breck Brew, right? At 1115. <laughs> All right, Mace. Let's it's go. It's beer 30 somewhere. <laughs> he says, been seeing a few mocks. I have us taking CJ Henderson at 15. With what you guys have said and watching him, ta- uh, the tackle issue is glaring. What other corners do you see late in the draft being a good fit for Vic's defense? Uh, wow. Not C.J. Henderson. Let's no, not C.J. Henderson. Anyone who's mocking him is telling on themselves. Yep. Yeah, not C.J. Henderson. Not Christian Fulton of LSU. I feel like you've got the same sort of issues with Fulton that you had with Greedy Williams, who also came out of LSU last year. It's something in the water. I mean, Grant... Grant Delpit at safety isn't the greatest tackler either. So as you get deeper into the draft, um, I like Troy Pride out of Notre Dame. Yeah. Round three, round four. Um, Before that, this guy would be in the late round one, early round two range. I like Bryce Hall out of Virginia, Mm, even though he had an injury in his senior season that that kind of held him back. And uh, really get and really taking kind of a a deep dive. We're talking about somebody who might be available on, on day three of the draft. You've got a, another UCF cornerback, of course, AJ Boye coming in out of 
Central Florida, uh, Neville Clark, mm, okay. who I like on day three. You I like both Hall and Pride a lot. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about C.J. Henderson at 15 now after nope. this week. He, he might never go to did, the, but no, it, right. I think it's more likely he gets picked in the 20 range, but there have been a couple of mocks that are mocking C.J. Henderson to the Jaguars with their initial first-round pick there in the top 10, which I think would be a plastic man-worthy reach. It Broncos would be a have had move. very bad luck drafting Hendersons, so let's just <laughs> cross them away. all off the board. Stay away. Yeah. Honestly, one of them, D'Angelo, wasn't his fault. It was kind of their fault. But he's never stuck in the NFL, so maybe he wasn't that good after all. Yep. Second, he says, my fiancé and I are trying to plan our honeymoon, and our top choice as of now is Scotland. But we're, opening to he- we're open to hearing suggestions if you have any out-of-the-country ideas. Thanks, guys, and hope you have a great weekend. My brother, actually, for part of his honeymoon a little while after he and his wife got married went to scotland and as part of it even got to uh, uh walk on to the course at st andrews i was gonna say if i can play st andrews scotland's on the table for me if i can't maybe not what's well, a public course i, I mean, know anybody can get in is it on your bucket list yes should definitely. be yeah. i would love to play there as, i don't as long as it's not windy which you don't Which really is pretty much get. every day. <laughs> I shouldn't say I don't want to play there if it's windy. My dream would be to play there on a not windy day. Okay, I Saint, don't like playing golf in the St. Wind. Andrews or Pebble Beach, which is the top choice for you um, of those two? I mean, probably St. Andrews just okay. because like, the you're history, also in history. Scotland. Right. Um, but I don't necessarily have like a bucket list course. I mean, Augusta okay. would be the one that like that's – the dream of all dreams to play. Go somewhere where the coronavirus isn't. And Scotland could be that place. Yeah. Isn't it in Great Britain already, though? I think it's everywhere. Yeah. You can't escape coronavirus. Honestly, book now because flight flight prices are going (laughs) down. Oh, it's funny because I I delayed uh, getting my flight to uh, Tampa later this month because I'm going to go see my parents and then drive from Tampa to Palm Beach for the league meetings. And by delaying it, I saved like 150 bucks. Wow. Wow. And I'm getting to Tampa back and forth on Southwest for $250 round trip, which from Denver to anywhere in Florida in March is completely unheard of. Oh, yeah. Because And prices, they're continuing to drop. So if you start stalking. Well, I've got three bachelor parties this summer, so I'm going to start <laughs> stocking up on flights. But maybe I like... Maybe I should wait a little longer. Yeah. Well, it's funny because if they keep dropping and keep dropping, I may start making my travel uh, for the season literally the day the schedule comes out because I don't think this this pandemic will have ebbed or gone away by the time the schedule was released in March. Yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like that. Um, Next one coming in from Thick Fangio. RK, Ali's comment on the Denver Sports Pod about you clapping for a solid two minutes reminds me of last year when the Avs came to D.C. and I went to the game with my friend who's a diehard Caps fan and was super loud and obnoxious whenever the Avs had a good play. My friend told me when I left for beer and food mid-second period that the guy next to him told him, you better tell your friend to be more quiet. And of course, I got even more obnoxious, and that guy mysteriously left around mid-third period. We lost the game, but I made a Caps fan rage quit. So so sometimes you have to count the little victories. You know, there's something about hockey that makes that more fun. Because I remember being at a game in St. Louis, and the crowd got kind of quiet before a face-off, and I just stood up from my upper deck seat. They were playing Tampa Bay, and did it the way they do in Tampa. Let's go, Lightning! 
<laughs> and everyone just stared at me. And my dad was with me. I think he was horrified that people were just staring us down like that. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, there were like no Avs fans anywhere near us because I wanted to start a let's go Avs, especially late in the third period when they were winning. Uh, but like, I didn't even feel like my voice could reach the nearest Avs fans. <laughs> it was it was actually pretty hostile uh, at certain points because there were just so many Preds fans. Like uh, when we when we scored our first goal, it was like um, borderline of whether it actually went in or not. Mm-hmm. And so like all these people were like, "No goal!" Like it's, it felt like they were just yelling right at me. Mm-hmm. And of course, then they allowed the goal, and I just like you know I did my clap clapping routine. <laughs> I love that. Since this is the Broncos pod, I have to say something about the Broncos now. So stoked about the Bouye trade. Already changed my dog's name to AJ Good Bouye. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Very informative pod on the CBA. Keep killing it, Kings. Thank you. Yeah, I know that yesterday's pod probably was a little bit drier than some of the ones we do, but it was good to kind of do a pod that really dove into the CBA. And I hope, it seemed like from the comments, it helped people kind of understand it totally. a little bit better. So it was fun. Boye or Bouye? Boye. 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 I it's, always it's, get I was told it was like, Boyer, except you replace the er with the a. That doesn't boy really help a. me. Just it's boy, just boy, boy, yeah. boy, boy a. a. Gotcha. Yeah. Thank you, Iceman. Hey, friends. Last thought on Devonte. Do you guys remember us watching Muhammad during the DNVR draft party in the game? Andrew was injured against San Francisco. We all thought it wasn't that was against LA, right? Yes, the Rams, right? Yeah. We all thought he would make the 53, but Booker beat him out, and Muhammad looked really, really good just saying, go Broncos. Yeah, there's always one of those backs every summer, though. Well, he's talking about Devontae, though. Yeah. It's just oh, well, Muhammad, I was good. Talking, yeah. Well, he's just saying, like, Devontae still beat out Muhammad, even though yeah. Muhammad looked good. It's just, he, it's over for Devontae. I'm sorry, Iceman. He, and that, he's and that, going that, to get a shot somewhere Yeah, as as a third back somewhere, but it's it's not going to be here. And wasn't the die really cast for Devontae Booker making the team and Kalfani Muhammad not making the team really before camp? That's kind of the way they want it to go, and Devontae had to lose the spot. And really, the thing that could have kept him from losing, from the thing that could have caused him to lose a spot, it wasn't Kalfani Muhammad, it was Theo Riddick. Yeah. But then Riddick got hurt. Yeah. So he basically owes his last year on the Broncos to Kevin Hogan hanging Theo Riddick out to dry. Yep. I'm still bitter about that, by the way. That all Kevin Hogan brought to the team was getting Theo Riddick hurt. That I'm, bothers me. Yeah, I'm bitter about everything <laughs> Kevin Hogan ever did. Every snap that he got yep. that he took away from Drew Locke. I had to watch him start a game in Canton, Ohio. It was oh boy. torture. Oh, boy. Mace, you're checking in again from Mace's Burner account. Dudes, it's been pretty hardcore here in Nashville. First of all, my wife, dogs, home vehicles, and everything else is fine. Awesome. Thank you. Good. Very good to hear. I hitched up my flatbed trailer on Super Tuesday to help the affected areas so the Democrats could vote for their candidate. Between trying to rebuild my city and work, it has been a little touch and go. Man, that's awesome that you that you helped. Wow, out. tremendous! Keep I, the gears of democracy rolling. I wanted to thank everyone for their prayers and well wishes. We have been through this before, and I assure you, we can handle it. Totally that's, tough that's city the out there in Nashville. I, I know they'll be uh, strong all the way through this. How many cities have been through urban tornadoes multiple times, like Nashville? Too? Yeah, in the last twenty years, yeah. twice for Nashville. Man, Sucks. that's awful. J Money Stack 97, since you guys mentioned it, I do have some insight into how Chiefs fans were feeling that lovely Thursday night in 2015. 
I was a sophomore in high school. My brother was a senior, also a huge Chiefs fan. It was homecoming week at our high school, and we skipped the bonfire that night so that we could watch the game. We were at each other's throats all game, and finally, we thought the game was going in OT. Then it all happened. Charles fumbled. We scored. My brother was so mad, he went into his room and took his signed Jamal Charles jersey and took it out of his bedroom so he wouldn't have to look at it. I was laughing my butt off the whole time. Then he started beating me up, to which I responded with even more gut-busting laughter. Ah, the good old days. (laughs) That's a good one. From Boucher all day. Do you guys know if Flacco is healthy yet? I know he was getting a second opinion, but doesn't he need to be cleared for us to cut him? If he's still on the roster, doesn't that affect the cap and free agency? Secondly, we, uh, when might we start hearing about the free agent signings? I know there's a legal tampering period, and the new league year begins at March 18th, but we usually hear about deals beforehand. Thirdly, I'm sending prayers for Zach and company. Not sure if it was discussed in earlier pods what happened, but I hope all is well. And I'm sending warm wishes. Love well, you, fam. Thank you so much, Boucher All Day. Mean, means a ton, like I was saying about this community. Just, just so good. And now to free agents. Uh, it does begin March 18th, which is one week from, or two weeks from this past Wednesday. But the legal tampering period opens a week from this Monday. So 10 days, we'll be hearing what's coming down the wire. From what I've heard, Flacco's as healthy as you can be while traveling towards the surface of the sun. <laughs> Seems to be getting around pretty well. Can you be healthy when you're on the surface of the sun? Well, not once you get there, but he hasn't <laughs> hit it quite yet. He's in or he's on his way. <laughs> be warm. He will be warm. <laughs> once, yeah. Well, not really. As soon as you aren't, because aren't we the closest planet that like isn't too hot? I think so. Yeah, because life. Venus is uh, basically an oven. Right. Mercury has no atmosphere. Okay. So, yeah, as soon as you leave the uh, the atmosphere, <laughs> yeah. you might Starts be, getting pretty hot. Yeah, it heats <laughs> up on you. Bronco Brawler checks in and says, Hey, guys, I want to let you know I just renewed my subscription mainly because of how great this podcast is. We got him again. I committed to the three-year plan, wow. so I won't Woo! be going anywhere. That's awesome. Thank you for all the great work, you guys, as well as everyone else at DNVR do. This is truly the only place to go for Denver sports news. Anyone who is currently listening to this and isn't a subscriber, you are truly doing yourself a disservice. Just give in because it's worth every penny. No questions today, but thank you for making this podcast a part of my daily life. Thank you, Bronco Brawl. Oh, yeah, thanks really for rolling with man. us and, and allowing us to be a part of your daily life. Can't, can't wait to spend the next three years with you. <laughs> Mr. Undrafted. Hey, crazy idea. What if the 17th game was whatever seat you finished at the end of the season, that's who you'd play. So whoever won the Super Bowl would play whoever had the first pick in the draft and the higher seed gets the home game. So that would be interesting. So, yeah, basically like one versus 32, two versus 31. And then so you're incentivized for playing well yeah. because yeah. then you got to play a worse team. That's kind of cool. And what's interesting is it would counteract kind of how they do the schedule where all of the first-place teams in each division play the first-place teams in the other division. So that makes it tougher for the teams that do well. And this would kind of be the opposite for one game. I but, like it. But the league being so committed to parity and wanting to help out the lesser teams – might counter by saying, okay, what if we have the Super Bowl winners meet, or the, 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 the conference championship winners who met the Super Bowl meet again, so it'd be one versus one, and then the two teams that lost the championship games meet, two versus two, on down to where the worst team in each conference 
worst teams in each conference play each other. You're saying all the way in the next season. In the next I think season, what yeah. he's saying right now is the 17th game right. would, would be unscheduled. Oh, right. Well, no, bad. I'm saying the oh, same wow. thing. He's saying, like, have the, the, the best team play the worst team. I'm saying have the best team in the AFC play the best team in the NFC. But and then, you're and then, saying the next year. The next year, and he's saying that for the next year as well. No, he's saying for this year. You play 16 games, then whoever is in first oh, place the plays end of the, the worst team in the league. So it's unscheduled. Well, no, he says like at the that. end of the season. I think I for at the end of the 16 game season. I, mm, see, I, I like thought that. I thought I like he was saying it based on what happens next year. No, that wouldn't I, be nearly I, I, as exciting. So, but he's so like you finish at the end of the year, and then he's saying add one more game at the end. Yes. Yep. Which would be awesome. So but he also said whoever won the Sunday Super Bowl. Night. You haven't determined who's won the Super Bowl by the time that happens. So I think he is uh, talking that, about yeah. the next year. I, well, I like my version no, better. Than... I do like that. Monday morning, you find out who you're playing. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, that seemed, might seem crazy. It's what they do with the playoffs already. Right. You know, like yeah. they schedule the game one week out. Yeah. I think it's sweet. Boy, that'd be a huge advantage for whoever was first. It'd be a scheduling nightmare, though. I mean. Not necessarily. Whoever's the better, higher seed plays at home and the other team travels to them. You probably and have a good idea going go on into TV. that last but, weekend. Okay, but here's the problem. Are you? How are you going to sell tickets for 16 versus 17 if both teams are out of the playoffs? I mean, how did you sell tickets for Broncos Raiders Week 17 this year? Because you they were part of the season ticket package. And it's already were, part of the season. Well, no, but they wouldn't be part of the season ticket package because you wouldn't know if they were going to have the game or not. It's a it's like a flex thing that you have to. So you refund for. the money if they don't play the game. Yeah. This sounds way too needlessly complicated. <laughs> but it would be cool. Yeah, it would be cool. Cool, but this uh, like I imagine know. week sixteen, the Broncos need to win to avoid. Like if they win, then they have to play like the twenty four seed. But if they lose, they have to play like sixteen or something. I like mm-hmm. my idea of the the last team in the postseason to be the, the one that is the hottest in the last five games, but isn't already in the playoffs. You can throw that in this mix too. Yeah. You can throw it all in. We're changing everything. Because then the Broncos <laughs> at 4-1 and one in the AFC would have been in the playoffs. I don't like idea. doing it the year after, even though this is all unrealistic, because by the time you play that game, it's everything's changed, you know? Like, what if the team who finished last in the league got Joe Burrow, and he's really good, and but, now they're a good team, and the team that won the Super Bowl now has to play this upstart franchise. But they already determine, like, two games based on your placement anyway right now. So this would be just adding a third game that's based on your placement in the standings. Yeah, just not as exciting. From Manning's Forehead, just started my first college spring break, and I'll be spending it listening to pods, playing video games, and taking advantage of the Rockies playing five minutes from my house. That's awesome. Nice. You should also hit up um, Talking Stick Mm. Casino. Uh, the Dream Network. Oh, yeah, we've renamed the Draft Network the Dream Network because every draft is a dream. I love it. Uh, has Jerry Judy listed as the third receiver in the draft, and he's been constantly falling to 15. Man, oh, man. A Judy, PTW, Willie Gay, Biotish, A. Highsmith, A. Gibson, Duvernay, Man, along with Thuni and Remmers as a swing tackle, Prince of Mukamara, Chase Daniel, Atachu, and Bosby, free agency hall, has me getting a little too excited. Hope the comment is not confusing. Well, I don't think that's too exciting because it seems really realistic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once you can wrap your mind around it. But I'm just breaking down how he's got these uh, these draft picks. So he's got uh, Willie Gay, Biotish, and Alex Highsmith as his third rounders. 
But now the Broncos only have one fourth-round pick, so I presume he has Antonio Gibson as the fourth-round pick. And then Devin DuVernay dropping to round five. Ooh, I don't know if he's there in round five. We don't call it the Dream Network. (laughs) (laughs) And I love... But it's a lot of fun. I do love that. I I do love that draft. Yeah. Like every other draft ever created on the Dream Network. (laughs) Alex Highsmith, at some point when we talk about past rushers, if the Broncos add one for depth in the rounds, I'd like to talk about him as we get closer to the draft out of UNC Charlotte. Watched him down at the Shrine game. He's really... He's a high upside guy. I like him a lot. The Dream Network has polluted my timeline, and I'm upset about it. <laughs> yes, it certainly has. Next one coming in from Bronco Born, Bronco Bread. Haven't commented in a while, but I'll keep it somewhat short. With everything coming out about Locke at the Combine, were the, were the Broncos trying to keep him as somewhat of a secret last year by waiting so long to play him? Maybe John wanted to fool the league into thinking he could have taken a quarterback in this draft to play some mind games. Great content as always, fellas. And RK heard the Mavs Nuggets next game. Got picked up for national coverage. Hope we get that matchup round one, too. Would be a lot of fun. It would be. Yeah. It would be a scary matchup. Yeah. I but, mean, Luca is the truth. Yeah. Yep. But were the Broncos fooling and trying to fool anybody? No. Well, I think they would have liked to have not played Drew last year in a perfect world, based on their perfect world, not my perfect Their world. perfect world involved Joe Flacco going back to his 2014 form. Broncos playing well and Flacco getting the entire year. Yeah. Well, speaking of Joe, Mountain Drew says, fellas, at what point do we need to be nervous that Joe Flacco is still on the roster? I get we have to cover the medical part first, Mountain Drew. I'm pretty sure they have all the way until training camp to cut him. Yes, because you're going to have the dead money whenever you cut him. Yeah. So the savings, I'm pretty sure it can come whenever. And here's a way to think of it. The, uh, the draft pool for the Broncos will probably be about $12 million, right? Yep. So conceivably... You could spend up to within $2 million of your cap limit right now. Mm. And then you wouldn't have to make a move with Joe Flacco until, until right you start you start. signing draft picks. Yeah, don't worry about it. He ain't going to be here. No, he's no way. I will worry until the Broncos have a veteran backup other than Joe Flacco. Second year for Drew uh, for Brett Rippin. That's a that's a veteran for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. I want Chase Daniel. You can chase him all you want. I <laughs> I will sleep better at night knowing that Chase Daniel, a fellow Mizzou alum, is right there helping Drew Lock along. Well, Brett's gonna be ripping your dreams in half. <laughs> uh, the all Mizzou thing could be kind of cool. That I would guess. be cool. Yeah. Those two and Michael Porter Jr. out of town. <laughs> hey, I'm fine with Brett Rippin as a three. I want him around. That's all I know. I want somebody who can step in that I know can keep this boat afloat. Chase Daniel is the classic guy who can play four games for you. You go two and two. You keep things alive. All right. That's what, that's what he is. Count Locula. Okay. I admit that I fall asleep each night analyzing the viability of the Broncos starting lineup. My slumber ensuing long before I assess the lack of sustainability that emanates from the miasma that is our punting unit. Oh I love these gosh. comments. Miasma <laughs> definition. Like, it's basically kind of a like a kind of a a vague mix. Okay. A um, highly unpleasant yeah. or unhealthy smell or vapor, according Ooh. to uh, New Oxford. Okay. From the there you sustainability go. that emanates from the miasma that is our punting unit. The punting yeah, unit does sense. smell. <laughs> it would seem now, however, that even my dreams are hewn with the colors of the DNVR spectrum. Last night, like a chimera, 
a ooh-benny lava chased me around as if he were Loki, playing pranks and setting traps for me at every turn. I'm afraid I've gotten in too deep, gents. I feel some nambulism maybe next on this hypnagogic menu of permutations. Please help. Love the count. P.S. Mace, you are a grown man. Don't let RK persuade you into microwaving your eggs. It's the best that and most efficient disgusting. way to do it. Disgusting. What do you do? You whip your eggs like you're about to make scrambled eggs. Okay. You put them in the microwave. You heat them for a minute, and now you have scrambled eggs. You didn't have to dirty a pan or use any butter or anything like that. Are they pretty fluffy? Super fluffy. Oh, that was fluffy. my question, too. How fluffy are they? I would think that they would be, like, the most fluffy. They're extra fluffy. Wow. Even without milk or anything like that to help Yeah, them? I mean, if you want to get crazy with it, go ahead, but... Man, you cook things weird ways. Salmon dishwasher. I'm just trying to make the most out of the appliances <laughs> that are supplied to me. You do, you do have an oven and a stove. Yes, but it is faster to microwave. I can I, appreciate that. And, and better. Like The only oh. negative would be like whatever the hell happens when you microwave food. Like, <laughs> that's probably not good. But It's dried out? No, what I mean is like... Like Whatever waves. things happen to your food while they're being literally put into a machine. Because you're nuking that it. shoots waves at it. Um, but, you know, it probably also eliminates some coronavirus it stuff could, going yes. on in there. Well, couldn't you do that with the stove as well? You get it pretty hot? Yeah, I'm just telling you. I know. Cleaning an egg pan is not fun. And if you burn the eggs, that smell that yep. stays in the place. Ugh. Once you do this once, you will, especially if you're just making it for yourself. If you're making like a, a plate for people, then don't microwave it because it just looks tacky. <laughs> if you're making this for yourself, I promise you, you will do it once and decide that I will never need to use a pan for scrambled eggs. I will say this. My parents have a, an egg, a microwave egg poacher where you put the egg in and then you put a little water in and then you stick the little device in the microwave and you pull it out two minutes later, you have a poached egg. That I'm down for. Yeah, there's a new like hard boiler thing that can like hard boil eggs in three minutes or something. Which wow, is pretty cool. technology, yep. egg technology. Mm -hmm. so, you, so you promise me I'm not going to look like a fool when I go home and do this for my girlfriend. I guarantee you, just Google the length. Okay. I'm not 100% sure on a minute, but I guarantee you, you'll think, wow, why would I ever dirty a pan for eggs ever again? I'll try I would that. do this for yourself before I do it for your girlfriend. No. <laughs> Honestly, don't tell her about it. Then give it to her, and she'll be like, "Wow, these are the fluffiest eggs I've I'll, ever had." I'll tell you what, though, this is a this is a conversation we have all the time. Because if I can put something in the microwave to warm it up, as opposed to the the stove, because of the pans and getting yeah. them dirty and cleaning them after, I do it every time, and she she will never do it. So if this is something not dirty, a pan, I'm all but about it. The thing it. is, if you take the pan after it's cooled down a bit, you put it in the sink, and then you put some water and a couple of uh, drops of palm olive in there it's fine it cleans up just fine yeah but or you just put your bowl in the, the uh dishwasher and you're done yeah because now you have a dirty bowl uh a dirty spatula yeah and dirty fork a dirty and a dirty pan. pan and you have to hand clean the pan yep. the spatula now this just know, let the dishwasher man. do the work someone's got to invent the pan the pan um, dishwasher, where mm. it's like it just fits one pan. Yeah. And when as soon as you're done with the pan, you just slide it right in, close it, yep. press a button, 
It does it. But by the time like you're the done, size of a drawer. Yes. Yeah. But some of these fancy nonstick pans, they tell you don't put them in the dishwasher. Well, this new dishwasher <laughs> accommodates that. <laughs> it could just literally just be a robot that just puts yes. something on there and just swirls it around. Would it, it really also would make salmon? I mean, if we're gonna have multi-purposes for this thing. Sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you could do a quick little salmon dish in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Could you do the pan and do the salmon at the same time? No. Oh, come on. <laughs> now it's losing its cachet. Yes. From Lone Star Bronco. Hey, guys, my cooking mishap story. I was smoking ribs in my newly acquired electric smoker. I read online that you could use your favorite alcohol instead of water, so I poured Gentleman Jack <laughs> with a large grin. So excited. About 15 minutes passed, and boom! I walk out to the door wide open and the sides bent out wide. The cheap smoker was not adequately vented and the alcohol fumes built up and ignited and ignited, causing a large boom. My wife will never let me live that down. Best ribs of my life. <laughs> now for football. Is there a corner you like in the second round? Well, real quick, Zach, do you have any uh, mishap stories? Maybe you misused the microwave or... This isn't mishap because I knew what was going to happen. But you know a chip bag? Yes. If you take a chip bag, empty it out, put it in the microwave, and turn the microwave on. I don't know if this is going to break your microwave, so I'm not encouraging anyone to try it. The chip bag shrinks super tiny. <laughs> <laughs> Did it once at a friend's house, and it was a blast. Wow. And then it's like really hard, too, because it all just shrunk into a little thing. That's um, not a good idea. Don't try that. No, at home. don't try it. But there is like an awesome YouTube channel that's just like what, like Mike. I think it's just called like, what happens when you microwave oh, blank. That sounds awesome. So the whole channel is just them <laughs> microwaving like iPhone. They microwave, um, like a like a crowbar. They just microwave. Oh my something god! This is sort of like that uh, blender company that the guy would like stick all sorts of mm-hmm. stuff in there and uh, try to and have his blender tear it apart like you put an iphone in there and you'd see sparks shoot up in the blender yeah you could get into a deep rabbit hole of just watching people microwave stuff like grapes have you ever seen the grape thing no no microwave if you microwave a grape it creates like plasma (laughs) what it's it's great i'll show you guys when we finish it's crazy i'm gonna have to do that no don't do it oh it is bad you see i'm thinking myself my daughter she's fascinated with this sort of thing like the Diet Coke and the Mentos and that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. She'd love watching it. I just don't want her to give her the ideas because yeah. I don't want to come home and find that my microwave has exploded because she's put something in there she saw on YouTube. Oh, God. That just reminded me of a terrible story that's honestly – I don't even want to share it. Oh, wow. Um, okay, now for football. Is there a corner you like for the second round? I like Jeff Gladney a lot, but uh, and I think you'd be a good fit, has the potential to fall to the Broncos in the second. All right, he doesn't have the greatest hands in the world, but then again, that's part of why you're a cornerback and not a wide receiver. He's done some man. He's done some zone. He's better in zone, I think. He's actually pretty good at uh, kind of laying back and being able to identify uh, which receiver he's got to take when you've got a couple of guys stacked up together. And the other thing is he's a solid tackler. Okay. He, In other words, you know, the tackling, non-negotiable, he'll tackle. I have to um... – Share some bad news for Jeff Gladney. He absolutely fails the name test. <laughs> Why? Jeff Gladney seems like he works at uh, like the accounting firm down the street. He wouldn't. Well, the Broncos drafted another cornerback named Jeff like about a decade and a half ago. Remember Jeff Shote? I don't, and that's probably because his name nope. was Jeff Shote. <laughs> 
how many good players named Jeff have there been in the NFL? Well, you got Okuda coming yeah, up. Yeah, you hope that whoever drafts him hopes he's good. Jeff George mm-hmm. was good. passable. Yeah. Um, the Bucks Jeff had a linebacker. Hireman. Jeff no, Hireman. No, no, the no. Bucks had a linebacker named Jeff Davis back in the 80s. Someone's going to be like, I can't believe you forgot Jeff. Oh, of course. And I can't, and I don't know who that is. Best Jeffs. I was. I mentioned no. on Twitter this morning a punter back in the 80s named Jeff Hayes. Of course, you would have mentioned that on Twitter this Jeffrey, morning. Jeffrey. Jeffrey Laurie. No, I'm not getting anything. Yeah, I think I think Jeffs are over. Football. Um, let's see. Unfortunately, I look, I look in the football encyclopedia, and it's sorts by last name. I want got you know. I want to sort by first name. Sometimes you just got to try to Google exactly what you're thinking of. <laughs> Best Jeff. Now, how football. are we spelling Jeff? J E F F or G E G E O F F? It can be no, both. We're definitely doing J E F F. I think that's what you got to do. Best Jeff football player. First thing that comes up. Oh, Jeff uh, Jeff Fisher. What about Jeff Garcia? Oh, oh Jeff Garcia. First that's one that came up is Jeff George and Jeff Okuda. And then Jeff okay. Fisher. Jeff uh, Byers played for the Broncos. Well, he the was first a Wikipedia page. That comes Jeff out. Byers, wasn't he uh, one, like the number one high school prospect in the country the year he came out out of Loveland? Of course. Maybe. No Jeff Ogden, former receiver. Jeff Charleston. So our, our question has been answered. There's yeah, not a lot of Jeffs. Jeffs. Don't be named Jeff. Jeff Okuda might be NFL. the first ever good Jeff. Wow. Wow. That would have been a great combine question. For him? Yeah. Like, Name another you know. great Jeff in the NFL. <laughs> he might have named Hireman because they're both Ohio State guys. Oh, that would have been a bad answer, though. My name is Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say that like Borat? Uh, like, my name uh, is Borat. <laughs> Very uh, nice. <laughs> it's from 21 Jump Street. Okay. Oh, I didn't pick that up. Oh, yeah. They're, they're like trying to pretend to be someone else and... He doesn't know. He just like freezes. <laughs> he's trying to do an accent. Like he's trying to do like a Spanish accent, I think. And he's just like, my name is Jeff. <laughs> oh, God. It's actually hilarious. Great movie. You should see it. From Larry Den Jr. Hey, fellas, check this out. 2010, JPP. 2011, Mike Pouncey. 2012, Bruce Irvin. 2013, Kenny Vaccaro. 2014, Ryan Chazier. 2015, Melvin Gordon. 2016, Corey Coleman. 2017, Malik Hooker. 2018, Colton Miller. 2019, Dwayne Haskins. Saying all this to say um, there are some amazing instant talent picked right around the 15th pick. Pretty amazing, and I'm feeling pretty good about 15. And you know what? I'm calling my shot. We will draft Jerry Judy and LaVisca Chenault Jr. in this draft. I don't know how it gets done, but it shall be done. I mean, am I wrong, or doesn't it always seem like there's an undeniable, oh, you got to take him at this pick, and then there's a guy whose film and production tells you different. I'm watching previous drafts like, wow, 2011 was an incredible draft, but the QBs in that draft drafted so far ahead of all these future Hall of Famers, including Cam over Vaughn. 2014, Jadavian Clowney being taken over Khalil Mack. Um, when Mack was productive his whole college career, and Clowney showed huge flashes but took plays off in somewhat a season. Greg Robinson being drafted before Aaron Donald by the Rams. I mean, huh? Denzel Ward over Bradley Chubb. That's, jury's still out on that. My question is, how do you feel about this continuous process and practice working out in favor of C.D. Lamb is the number one on a lot of boards at wide receiver? And people see rugs. 
that want that Tyree kill weapon, but it's a gamble if he becomes that Judy production, in my opinion, surpasses them all. You think he could fall? Could we be Bradley chubbed again by the football gods? Yes, absolutely. We absolutely can. And you hit it on the head, Larry Den Jr., with teams will fall in love with one certain thing of a player, and that'll have them choose that player instead of a better player. Because of, you know, Henry Ruggs' speed, uh, whatever a team sees and likes about CeeDee Lamb, I can absolutely see Jerry Judy falling. Okay, well, I want to ask you this because this came up while you were away. Who's your wide receiver one? Jerry Judy. So we are in unanimous perspective on this. (laughs) Yep. Jerry Judy. He's he's known. (laughs) Okay. Who's your two? Ruggs. Me too. Ruggs and then Lamb. There we go. But... Four is where it actually really gets interesting. I will add this. I'm happy with any of those three. If they're there at 15, I'm picking receiver, and one of those three guys is there, I'm ecstatic. I am too. I will say, like, the contrast between Sutton and Lamb just doesn't excite me as much. Yeah. But I still think that he is going to be a wide receiver one in this league, so... You got two wide receiver ones. And maybe it works out kind of like when the uh, the Falcons, they had Julio, they drafted Julio Jones, but they had uh, Roddy White at the time. Mm-hmm. And those two worked well together for a few years. Definitely. Nacho Brad chimes in and says, hey, fam, I'll be at the draft in Vegas. Hit me up if anyone wants to meet up. Maybe after round one or the second night, we can cheer or cry how it goes. Email is below. Last in relevance, first in your hearts, and the unofficial social coordinator for DNVR based in Phoenix, Nacho Brad. And real quick, last year at the draft, we had the bromance of Super Bowlin and Burrito Chad that was born. Yes, we did. This year, we need someone to get on with uh, with Nacho Brad. And his email is bsnfightingburritos at gmail.com. That shows you he's an OG. BSN. Question I'll ask uh, Nacho Brad if you're still listening. The Broncos probably playing their preseason finale in Arizona this year because it alternates years for the most part uh, when they go down to, to Phoenix. Do you make that preseason finale even though you're watching a bunch of scrubs or God, not? God, no. What if I, you get tickets for free? Nope. <laughs> Why w- You're still going to have to spend $12 a beer. What if you get alcohol for free? So you're saying you're going for free, all of your drinks are free? Yes. Yeah, How much are you paying? It doesn't matter where you're going. If you get that opportunity, you take it. You're still paying at least 20 bucks to park, though, right? Yes. Because there's not really public transit out there to that stadium. 20 bucks to park is worth it. You, that's a, you cover that in two beers. Right. That's in the first quarter. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. But the drive out there kind of sucks. It's long, traffic-y. Yeah. You have a long walk to the stadium. You know, I can mm-hmm. rationalize the home preseason finale much more than the road preseason finale. Ooh, will it be like 100 degrees there? Probably. Oh, yeah. it's always in, in August. Hundreds. Oh, yes. But their stadium's pretty cool. They have like a little social district, kind of like what the Broncos are trying to buy mm. or create. Um, so, like, Cause it's by the hockey arena as well. So, you can get like an yeah. ice cold margarita. Inches outside of the stadium. Mm, that nice. sounds good. Very nice. I could go for one right now. I could too. It is still before noon, but <laughs> we're close. Be more Bronco. Hi, guys. Do you potentially see the Broncos and 49ers engaging in trade talks pre-draft? The 49ers are very tight on cap space and draft capital and would like to retain Armstead. If you were the Broncos, would you offer a third-round pick for Raheem Mostert and Solomon Thomas? Thomas is only 24 and could just need a change of scenery slash scheme. Wait, we're trading... One third round pick for, for a them. former top five pick <laughs> and 
a the MVP of the NFC Championship game? Probably. <laughs> hmm. If you were the 49ers, is that enough of a return to essentially free up cap space? Thanks as always. Th- that's, you know, Mostert's making what, league minimum? Yeah. Solomon Thomas is still on his rookie deal. Yeah. That's not freeing up the kind of cap space they need. No. But, yeah. cap space. but here's one that could happen. What about Marquise Goodwin? We know the Broncos want speed. He's $10 million, and it comes out today from Ian Rappaport that they're talking trades with him. Would it make y- sense? Y- <laughs> it this would. receiver class is so deep, yes, though. It would in any other year. Um, I would rather do what we talked about in the first segment, which is go get your tackle so you're really freed up to go wide receiver in the first round. But it's interesting with this market, the value of receiver, the draft market, the value of veteran receivers in trade is depressed. I guess what I'm saying is you might be able to get him for a fifth. Just why does maybe why couldn't he produce at all this season? It's a good question. I agree, and uh, it makes sense because the Broncos need speed. They have a good relationship with the 49ers, can get him for fairly cheap. The Broncos have the money. The 49ers need to free it up. It would just be white toast. I mean, if if they did that, and I'm afraid that that would be kind of their move and that wide receiver would go on the back burner to the second, third round, and I don't want that. John Elway likes to win. And I just don't think this would be a good win. Do you know how many yards per game he averaged this wow. year, guys? That was hidden. 21. Yeah, he didn't play. He barely got the ball. He didn't play. He was – I don't even know if you suited up in the Super Bowl. He wasn't out there. Okay, what about – well, not that they need Garrett Bowles, but what about Marquise Goodwin for Garrett Bowles? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, Man, if, if Marquise was out there in the Super Bowl, they probably would have got a good win. Yes. Oh, I'd steal that from Ryan. Thanks. Uh, before we move on, shout out to Denver Rubber Company. It's the most reliable partner for all of your long-term projects. Since 1972, DRC has provided the highest quality of pros- products from custom die-cut gaskets to molded rubber to custom contract manufacturing and custom hoses. And we hope that snow is gone, but we never know in Colorado. In fact, we haven't even hit the snowiest months in Colorado normally so when that snow comes around you're going to need drc for all of your snow plow needs you'll know what to order just call them up and tell them that dnvr sent you it's 1-800-259-0010 or you can visit them at drcfirst.com slash dnvr d dubs chimes in for the love of all that is good a meetup in the springs would be amazing for potential spots a view house location just opened up here in town and right off the interstate we have some good other spots too we're going to rudy's barbecue Mm, that sounds good. It's so good. That's uh, I can always go for barbecue. I haven't been to Rudy's. I've been to Front Range Barbecue down there in uh, Colorado, old Colorado City. That's a really good spot. Rudy's has this thing. It's called lean brisket. Okay. So usually, you know how a brisket usually has like, it's fatty. Yeah, yeah, that's why I don't usually get it. This is lean brisket. So you get all the smokiness and all the delicious flavor of brisket without the big hunks of fat in there. Mm. Okay. What part of town is Rudy's in? I don't know anything about the Springs. <laughs> is it like north of downtown, south of downtown? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Close to the up in the mountains it, toward Manitou. I mean, it it touches the mountains. Okay, I think. <laughs> I mean, I, I look. I lean on you. You're the Colorado expert. You're the Colorado lifer. I came here as a, as an adult. I defer to you yes. on all things Colorado. Colorado exists. From where we are sitting right now to Boulder. 
in my world. It doesn't my, go any further south than this. No, Colorado <laughs> doesn't go further south. It's okay. right near Garden of the Gods, I've okay. always oh, said. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, yes, you knew that off the top of your head. <laughs> Swing by Rudy's right. Garden of the Gods. <laughs> no, it's good to know. I mean, I'm going to... Mm, yeah, you can right, you can yeah. see Rudy's from the incline. <laughs> I, good. Well, I gotta kind of. Well, I'm, if it's that good, I want to try it, which means I have to sell my wife on it when also, I go down there. Sometimes there's a long line to get food. That's always a good sign. If it there's a, a long line, it means it's in demand. Want to know a better sign? They have a cooler full of beer in the line, and you can just crack open a beer and drink it while you're there, and then pay for it when you get to wow. the front. Wow. See, yeah, that's awesome because my wife and I we were in Washington D.C. at this cupcake place georgetown cupcakes oh, yeah. and the line goes around the corner Yeah, because it's on tv right and it's amazing they're amazing cupcakes but we didn't have any beer here's the we were there cupcakes or cupcakes if it, anything yeah. more than like the store-bought garbage <laughs> is great oh Allie wants to <laughs> if you are in dc and you don't want to wait in the line for Georgetown Cupcakes. Bacon Wired is also really, really good and in Georgetown. So Thanks for oh, that. Good to know. That Thank might you. affect one person that's listening <laughs> to this podcast. <laughs> People um, listen for food insight. takes, though. Don't forget. I think that's going to affect more than one person. <laughs> and, and everyone visits D.C. at some point, right? <laughs> yes. Listen, there are two levels of cupcakes. Terrible ones and good ones. And once you've crossed the line into good ones, they're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's a lot <laughs> subtler than that. Mm, I don't think cupcakes are nuanced. Man, we need to make the ice cream cupcake. Oh. Mm, oh. Uh, that may be hard to eat. Probably. Yeah, but ice cream cake is like a fork. Fork and knife. You're responding to a ghost right now. <laughs> Obviously, no one can hear Allie true. on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, anyways. He goes on and says, if we need any help organizing a Breck Brew situation, hit me up. Since I work for AB down here, I could try to pull some strings with our Breckenridge rep down here. Now we're really rolling. Yes, love it. All right, next one is from LA Bronco 30 Hey, guys. Mace, it's funny you mentioned going to the Great Wolf Lodge in Colorado Springs this weekend because I am going to the LA version. For my first time as well. It's my girlfriend's daughter's birthday. So unfortunately, drinking is off the table for me. I can't imagine why. I feel like it's more on the table. Yeah. She's got to drive. It's you're, her daughter. Once you get there, you're not driving anywhere, ideally, right? You're just on property. Yep. Yeah. I'm planning on having Go a flask. few drinks. <laughs> I just hope they're good drinks. Yeah. Great Wolf Lodge. Never heard of it. Have you? No. Weird. When you have kids... So how old is this thing? Not old enough for me to have wanted to go there when I was a kid? Um, well, it, the Great Wolf Lodge in the Springs has been there a few years. No. They've been around some other places. I know there's been one in North Carolina for at least 12 years. Okay. It's a Still chain. Still not long enough. Wasn't going to make right. it out of yeah. there either. Whatever happened to good old Casa Bonita? <laughs> these kids these days. Well, because kids actually want to go in the water, whereas at Casa Bonita, you're just watching pe- people jump off the cliff. At Great Wolf Lodge, it's basically an indoor water park attached to a hotel. If you stand close enough to the water when they dive into it, you can get splashed a little bit. Yeah, because exactly what you want when you're having your sopapillas and your enchiladas is a big hunk of chlorine water. Yes, of on course. There. Major, heading up there this weekend? Yes. Looks like a blast. Great Wolf Lodge. I thought that might have been the place where Von Miller held his pass rush camp that one time. <laughs> oh, that was the Bass Pro Shops thing, wasn't it? Yeah, no, out in it uh, Missouri, Branson, right? Missouri. In Branson, Missouri, but it wasn't like a Bass Pro Shops hotel or something like something that. Like I don't know. That. It was very Von Miller. It had Lodge in the name. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, where were we? Oh, he says, anyway, you, when you guys kept mentioning things to do in Colorado to go see one of my favorite spots, I visited Denver only uh, twice, but both times I went to the Wild Animal Sanctuary in Keensburg. From my memory, it's about an hour from Denver, so not so bad. It's like a zoo you have never been to because the viewing of the am- animals are in wide open space, and you are above them looking down into their habitat. It's all animals rescued from messed up things like circuses or rich people who wanted a pet tiger and nonsense like that. If you or the listeners haven't visited, I highly recommend checking it out. A unique experience. Love the coverage. Keep up the great work. Yeah, I've never been there, but that does sound awesome. Sounds have, awesome. Yeah, I have a confession. Two different times people have bought me tickets to this for gifts, and I've never gone. Wow. So you still have those tickets just sitting around? Probably. Wow. Yeah, they expire. Oh, no. By the way, I think Von Miller did his thing at the Big Cedar Lodge. Yeah, that's it. Which is owned owned by the owner of Bass Bass Pro Pro Shops, which is the connection. That guy probably has a pet tiger. Um, (laughs) Like Jake Jabs? I don't. Does Jake? Jack, are those actually his pets? No, I think they they have to be loaned out to paid him. actors. Yeah. loaned out. Yeah, I'm gonna loan a couple tigers this weekend. Which actually, it makes me think of South Park. How they had that one episode where it was all the Colorado celebrities. Oh, so when now she, you've seen South Park. Well, I've seen that clip when they go to the party and they see, and it's where when Jay Cutler is the Broncos quarterback and my dad one says of, you suck but you might be good one day but like they name drop like Ron Zapolo and uh-huh. Jake Jabs and these people <laughs> to whom most of the audience is probably like huh who's that but if you live in Colorado you know exactly right. who they are yep. yep i love when they do that like Casa Bonita a lot of people don't even know that's a real thing they right. thought it yeah. was just part of South Park. Right. Nope. But it's now real. it gets more business because it is real and people want to visit it when they make their South Park pilgrimages to Colorado. They have to go to Casa Bonita. <laughs> the best. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I need to go there. I feel guilty about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but one gift that's similar that I got was in Colorado Springs or Manitou Springs, which was going to that wolf um, sanctuary. Oh, yeah. Which was incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. Nick Geyer simply says, have a great weekend, everyone. You too, Nick Geyer. From the 813, the best area code in America. Broncos girls, 723. The 303 is definitely. Yes, of course. Broncos girls, 723 says, bleed orange and blue, look in assistances with canine career. If it ends up being cancer, from Blue Buffalo for Rory. I worked at Petco for a couple of years and learned a little bit about cancer research and assistance programs for pet parents who may not be able to afford the treatments needed. Blue, pass, Blue passed away from cancer a long time ago, and the family made the research and a healthy natural food their new mission in life. Myself, Kiwi, and T-Bone have y'all in our thoughts. Well, uh, just the DNVR community helping each other out right there. She continues, I'm also sorry, Mace, about your sweet baby. I cried, as I always do when the sweet fur babies get hurt or go to heaven. Because as we all know, all doggos go to heaven. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, it's been a little over a month now. And uh, poor Rupert alone is still kind of still sad. Yeah. And we take I take him for walks. I try to get home and do as much work at home as I can just to kind of be around him. And I've mastered the art of working, of sitting on the sofa and working. Usually I've near I've needed a desk, but I sit on the sofa and then he he gets on top. He sits like a cat oh. on top of the cushions. And so I'll be sitting and he'll be like next to my shoulder oh. as I'm writing. That's the and best. this is how I'm doing most of my work right now when I'm at home. 
but he just he just wants to be around whoever's there, and he hates being alone. Oh. It's tough because when because George had been there for four years, and then Rupert came in. Rupert's never been alone. Yeah. So you know, but That's we're tough. we're hope hopefully things will go well, and we can uh, get a new friend for Rupert here sometime yeah, this summer. That's go. our Love plan. To hear that. Yeah. Real quick, uh, I'm probably too late. There's probably already a comment going after me for this. When I said Colorado only exists between here and Boulder, I just meant for me. <laughs> <laughs> Not for everyone else. Just for me. I, I, and I admitted yesterday yeah. I haven't explored Colorado as much as I want to. I know. And we were talking about this. My wife and I have kind of making a point to do more things within Colorado and see this state and experience this state, especially as our daughter is getting older and she really likes going for long walks, long hikes. That's perfect. Yeah. That she also perfect. wants to learn to ski. That's going to be interesting because there aren't really skiers in our family. My wife and I don't ski. You can. You can become a skier. I tried it when I was living up in New England, went up to Vermont, skied a couple of times, and I was face down in the snow so much. I'm like, eh, it's not my thing. <laughs> I love fair. skiing. I just don't get to do it as much. I like so being I in the mountains. I just to. don't like skiing. Does that make any sense? I yeah. love being up there. Yeah, I I love being that. in like steamboat and places like that. Ever been to the uh, sand dunes? No, that's Either what I said that yesterday. That's what yeah. he said. Yeah, I've never been there. And, and, and like, I feel like people who don't live in Colorado who have heard of it would be flabbergasted that we haven't been yeah. there. Yeah, yep. It doesn't even really make sense like, in my mind. I feel that like that this exists. Is, yeah, yeah no. I feel like in dry periods of the calendar, this is calling out for podcast day trips. <laughs> We're doing a podcast from sand du- from the, the Great Sand, sand Dunes. Dunes. Yeah, I'll just plug uh, I'll just plug the podcast board right into the sand. Well, we have my we have my Zoom. It's true. We don't need to plug it in. We can do it from anywhere. I feel like this is going to end up like the Doors movie. <laughs> We're wandering through the desert. <laughs> Mile High Mike says Daniel Jeremiah just released a post combine. One ro- one round mock with the Broncos taking Kenneth Murray at fifteen with Rugs and Lamb still on the board, them falling to seventeen and eighteen. I stopped watching immediately because I thought this was so far off. Am I wrong? Could this happen? Is there any way Elway gets a non-offensive line or wide receiver at fifteen? Love you guys. I have spoken. Mile high, Mike. Yeah, there is a way, but not for Kenneth Murray. I mean, if, if Vic Fangio didn't love Devin White, how is he going to love Ke- you know Kenneth Murray? Yep. Kenneth Murray, I mean, you've got to be aces in coverage, and Kenneth Murray's not there yet yeah. in coverage. 15 is too high. Yeah, I saw that. Rugs is there, and they take no way. That's not happening, and look, we've, we've said it before on the podcast. We'll say it again. They're going to go. They're going to sign for the defense, free agents, and they're going to draft for offense for the most part. Feels, sure feels like it. From Nick Geyer again. By the way, anyone see CHJ's reply to Spano's shout-out on Twitter? That was cool. Yeah, those guys yeah, are they're close. boys yep. for a while. Yeah. Sp- like, Spano was honestly one of the first people out of training camp because he, he used to be the one with his boots on the ground. He was one of the first people out of training camp to be like, yo, this Chris Harris Jr. guy is legit. Yep. And so from then on, him and Chris have always had a good relationship. And that's what was cool about Brandon when he had his boots on the ground and was there every day. He was really good at identifying guys who were going to jump out. He really, you know, he knows his stuff. He does. It was, cool, it was, cool, to, it was cool to have some, uh, someone like Brandon and a few others out there who really knew what they were watching. Yeah, I think anyone who's heard the um, Senior Bowl podcast from the last two yes. years, not this year, would know that he, he knows his stuff when it comes yep. to football. That's why I like sometimes when I go down in the office, we talk, it inevitably just, be, it, it just ends up being talking ball, talking prospects, talking this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. That's what's so cool about mm-hmm. him. From Orange Crush, geez, reading some of these mock drafts, you wonder how people get paid to write this stuff. <laughs> it's like pulling a name out of a hat and seeing where it lands. 
I read one today with Young, Simmons, Brown, Wirth, and Wirfs, and Burrow going in that order. Broncos taking McKinney. Huh? Another one where they take Diggs, uh, where they take Diggs or Murray in the first. All with one or two of the top three receivers available. They just I'm, don't know the team like we do. Uh, yeah. Right. I'm 95% sure we go offense in the first unless the top three receivers are taken and top four tackles. Only then can I see us going Kinlaw or Brown. Mace, after the combine, uh, I'm now not a huge fan of K.J. Hill. He looks too much like Hamilton. What you got, What do you guys think of Devin DuVernay instead? I think he's more athletic and a bit faster than Deshaun Hamilton. Just kind of my take on it. Devin DuVernay, though, like a lot. I really like yeah. DuVernay. Yeah. I don't think anyone dislikes him. Mm-mm. I mean, he he brings he brings a different dynamic to a team. Next one coming in from Sir James Radio. Sir James Radio. He says my comment was skipped over yesterday. The outrage. Okay, I kid. Simply reposting. Have a good weekend, gents. Shake my head. Sorry that that had to happen. You too, and enjoy your twenty dollars mm-hmm. subway. <laughs> first, uh, first off, I'm just glad somebody understood my Parks and Rec reference from yesterday. I was kind of sweating that for a minute. I, I thought we got to that comment, didn't? Because it we, was literally. Well, no. Because we, the character he, that mentioned literally. We talked about that one, right, but yeah. he's now saying that he commented about that. Okay. I would All feel right. confident Ryan picking up any Parks and Rec. Reference. I missed it, though. Oh. Yeah, because we Rob, were talking. So yeah, Rob, Lowe's, Rob Lowe's character. Yeah. Chris is Traeger. Big on the, Chris, he's wow. big on literally. I was just thinking like real world people, and he said Chris Traeger, and I was like, who is that? Mm. It didn't click for me. Yeah, the Traeger grill guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, my dad has like five of those. <laughs> Do you ever put uh, just straight whiskey in it? Haven't Have tried it that. <laughs> but I assume like you do soak the chips. Yeah. So I assume you could do that. Have you had right. salmon on there, or is that only a dishwasher thing? Only in the dishwasher. <laughs> oh, wow. I honestly haven't cooked. I couldn't tell you the last time I cooked salmon. On a grill. So last summer. Actually, last time I cooked salmon, I did it in the rice maker, which is essentially oh the same thing. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> doing it in the... Dude. Because just, my rice maker had like a a little catch. Do you so. just not like ovens? Not really. <laughs> he goes on and says, I've seen some other people ask about Jason Peters already in the comment section. So I'll just ask, what are some off the radar moves you would make to upgrade the offensive line through free agency or trades? Anything goes on this. Hmm. You know what? When I write my uh, free agent offensive line piece next week, I'll have some below the radar guys. I want to do, I'm going to do a little study over the weekend while I'm sitting at the great wolf lodge, watching my daughter swim. All right. Trent Williams for a second. About that. There you go. From the Danimal, Arcane Mace. I don't know how you pulled it off, but the weather here is gorgeous, and I'm giving you all the credit. DNVR came through for me. <laughs> I still owe you guys an iTunes review, so I'll find a way to add that elusive sixth star. We'd love that. Nice. And shout out to everyone who leaves us iTunes reviews. We really appreciate you, especially the good ones. I don't understand. There is one guy who just keeps leaving us negative reviews. Like he's probably left like seven or eight. Oh, boy. And in my head, I'm just like, stop listening. Right. It means you like it, right? If you could continue to listen like why would you listen to something every day that you don't like is he just trying to kick me off is it all about my laugh no this last one no it wasn't too long nope it was about uh us being off topic too much oh you don't enjoy like laughs and fun apparently you do i'm so confused (laughs) i just don't understand i i I guess thanks for listening. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. We're never going to change. That's no. that's who we are. No. Um, okay. So he says he's going to give us the iTunes review. So thanks for that. And then he says, 
And now it's my turn with the kitchen mishap. When I was six, I wanted to make a milkshake, so I threw in some fruit, milk, and an entire tray of ice cubes into the blender. When the ice wouldn't break and go down the blades, I decided to help out, help it out. So I grabbed my mom's serving spoon, but not just anyone. The fancy pewter one she used for holiday dinners and fancy events. When the serving spoon couldn't break up the ice, I decided to add some firepower and paired the spoon up with a pewter salad fork. I finally stabbed the ice with both utensils hard enough to break the ice. And when I did, the utensils went straight down into the spinning blades. I had the blender on high, so they started spinning with the blades while getting mangled. Rather than turn off the blender, my bright idea was to grab them and pull them out, which just busted my hands because they were spinning too fast and throwing the contents of the blender all over the kitchen. When I finally stopped the blender and saw the damage to mom's utensils, I decided the best option was to run to the backyard and throw them in the bushes to hide (laughs) the evidence where no one could ever find them. Smart idea, just bad execution. (laughs) Well, that lasted two days until Dad did yard work and found them. He woke me up that morning by smacking me across the face with a bent spoon, demanding to know what happened. Jesus. Knowing that I had been caught red-handed, there was only one thing left to do. Lie. My brain went to the Rolodex of excuses I kept on standby, and I somehow landed on I was just holding on to it for a friend. What? (laughs) What? Needless to say, I was banned from all kitchen appliances for a month. My allowance that December was garnished. So I could give mom the gift of new set of utensils. Wow, man! I I'm happy that didn't end up worse. Yeah, you could have lost your hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, sort of like my toaster mishap. Oh, what's that? Okay, well, my mother, being from England, has some different phrases for certain items than we do here in the states. She called grilled cheese toasted cheese. So. Me, eight years old, thought that meant it was cooked in the toaster. So I tried to do that myself. And then I see the cheese melting into the toaster. And I'm like, oh, crap. And while it's still plugged in to get it out, I try to procure it out with a fork. (laughs) And then my mom walks in and sees me with a fork in the toaster. What? She freaks out because she, you know I could electrocute myself. Unfortunately, I don't. I don't think that that's a bad idea because this is still something that I've I do frequently you i should say a, it drives my girlfriend insane you stick a fork in the toaster well, a knife, do you not typically. have a pair of a knife typically do you not have a pair of tongs in your house those are metal but they're not they don't stick into things what do you mean like you don't risk the tong like jamming into the electrical part of the thing so is that the issue because i've always done this my whole life just you know put the knife in grab my bagel out and my girlfriend freaks out every time. But how else am I supposed to get it out? With Those, Everything's hot if I do it with my hands. Okay, you pop it up. Okay, yeah, yeah. So but, now it's sticking out. Okay, so I... I but it's not... <laughs> it sticks out, you know, like a centimeter, and then you, like, almost burn yourself with your fingers. Right, you don't use your fingers. What do you use? Tongs! Uh, but those are metal, too. It doesn't matter. You just pinch the top of the bagel and pull it out. Mm, see, I, I try to... Uh, just stick the knife in the bagel and pull it out. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. a barbarian. I know I probably shouldn't, but Zach. I just don't know how else to do and it. And then let me guess: you lay a cheese-made sweater over the top of your bagel. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> oh, so man. I'll stop for this community. Honestly, I'll stop doing that. He talked about how he threw these into the bushes. Terrible move. But the amount of things I got away with as a kid by just. A, just getting rid of the evidence. You have to get it off the property. You can't put it into the bushes. No, you put it in the trash can and then like in the the dump like where all the trash goes and then mm-hmm. you cover it with a bunch yep. of other stuff. Right. Yep, yep. 
Yep, you put it in a bag or something first, then put it in yeah. there. Or, I mean, if you really want, and you, you just put it in the kitchen trash bag, and then you quickly take that outside. Well. And then seal it up. What if parents you don't see do you doing too, that? Right. What if the bag's not completely full, and they're like, why are you taking out the trash? Or they, like, look in the trash can where mm-hmm. all the bags go, and they're like, why did someone put this half-used trash bag in here? And then you're like, well, I took the trash out. And they're like, wait, you, you've, you've never, never taken the trash taken out. The trash out. <laughs> so true. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, destroying the evidence is the best way to, like, because in this case, when when your mom realizes that the um, serving spoon and fork are gone, why would it be your fault? Why would you right. be? Right. She may ask you, but you just say, no, I haven't seen those. Here's what, another thing. Christmas? Well, here's a, you take, you, you take it in your, you put it in your backpack and hide it. You take it to school the next day if you no. have the option. And then you toss it at school at, in one of the, in like the. The dumpster or the the big garbage bin in in the cafeteria. So first you chop up the limbs, <laughs> <laughs> then, you, then you go to a river. What's that? What's that uh, chemical that can like dissolve anything? I don't know. I don't know. I just seen it in a few like uh, murder shows where there's a body in the bathtub and they pour this thing and the body Ew. just goes down the drain. Why are you watching? I this? swear I've seen it on TV. <laughs> what the hell? So just like. Is this Sounds like, like from? Create a terrible smell. Is this from Criminal Minds would. or something? I have no idea where it's from. Probably Anyways, destroy thing. the evidence. Just do a better job. <laughs> wow. Yes. Or do it when your dad's. Yeah, don't. Nah, off the property. Yep. Yes. Off the property in the trash can, yep. hidden, cannot be seen by anyone. Like if I threw it in the backyard, a dog would bring it back. But then I guess you can just blame everything on the dog. Oh <laughs> right. Did that yeah. plenty of times too. In the bushes, it'll get found. Whenever I lost something when I was a kid, I would always blame it on, like, someone who was, like, working at our house. Like, I would be like, I think the gardener stole my video game. And my mom would be like, why would the gardener want your video game? I'm like, I don't know, but it was here yesterday. And then what do you do when you find it? You the gardener put it back. Anyone. The gardener put it back. <laughs> like, or, like, like, someone would, like, walk the dogs or whoever it would be. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think they might have broken my. <laughs> uh, little kids suck. <laughs> we were all that once. We all tried to hide stuff. The funny thing now is like, I'm obviously not a parent yet, so I have like this in-between view. But I hear like a little kid lying to their parents, and I'm like, oh man, when that was me, I really thought that <laughs> yeah. I was really gonna get away with it. Yeah. And like, you can just hear how bad the lies are. So obvious. So obvious. <laughs> What else is obvious is that Davidson's has two locations in Centennial and Highland Ra- Highlands Ranch, and they're locally owned with a massive selection to carry out your favorite Breck brews uh, or whatever else you might want. And they offer delivery right to your door. Download the app for incredible deals and sign up for their loyalty program. Or if you're really lazy, just get the booze delivered to you. Whatever it is, make sure you use Davidson's. And it is Friday. And if you're hearing this, depending on what time of the day, from 3 to 6 p.m. tonight, they've got free tastings out at Davidson, so make sure you go check that out, grab a six-pack of Breck Brews, and have yourself a Friday night. But for us, that's going to wrap it up for the week. Happy to have Zach back. Thank you all for listening with us all week, and we will talk to you on Monday. It's getting me down, waiting for you. Cause I could-